close your eyes. Welcome to the two-minute warning. Yo, welcome everybody back to the two-minute warning. We're your hosts. I'm Ethan, and Lucas is on remotely. That's good. Now we're back with our weekly episode on Thursdays, um, and right after Super Bowl weekend. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, obviously, but we're gonna push that till the end. Um, and we're gonna talk about the awards. You know, we made our predictions earlier, and uh, we're gonna see how we did, see who won, see who didn't, and and yeah, um, I won. Yeah, probably, but anyways, let's jump right into this. Do you want to start with the MVP, or do you want to go? Let's go MVP first, because... And I was yeah, right on this one, swept it. And, and it was not even close. 49 first-place votes for Lamar Jackson, only one third-place vote. That was, wow. Got fucking Dak did come Josh second Allen. though. Dak did come stupid. second though with 152 votes. So uh, sense, but like that's ridiculous. And he didn't even like get a first place vote. Like they who voted Josh Allen over Dak Prescott is what I want to know. Yes, yeah. like it was really a, a coin flip in my opinion. I guess for them it wasn't, but for me it was a coin flip. Um, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people it was a coin flip between no. Dak and. And Lamar, obviously, yeah. Lamar, Lamar had the better playoff uh, run. I think if Dak, if Dak and Lamar switch playoff runs, Dak has forty nine votes. But whatever. Opinion. Nonetheless, um, it wasn't like it wasn't like Dak had a bad year. You know, he led the league in touchdowns, throwing touchdowns. By no, the yeah, I, I still think I still think regular season. If you're basing it off regular season, Dak is the MVP. But. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, Lamar obviously deserved the MVP, but I think Dak did just as much. Uh, yeah. Not much it, to really say. It was not it, very close for the MVP. Pretty much swept it. Josh Allen, 80 votes. Brock yeah. Purdy, 97. Christian McCaffrey, a lot of votes. Obviously, didn't win the award, but for a running back, that's that's pretty impressive. 147 votes, 152 for Dak, and 493 points oh sorry these are po- uh, points here 493 points yeah. for Lamar Jackson damn Crazy. anyways let's look at offensive player of the year this one wasn't really close either uh Christian McCaffrey in first place with uh with 39 first place votes eight second place votes on three third place votes for a total of 222 points winning the award He's the first offensive player of the year winner since Jerry, uh, the 49ers' first offensive player of the year since Jerry Rice. And, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Lots of, lots of hardware, um, for, <laughs> for the Niners this year. <laughs> I'm just fine. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the only other person I would give it to is CD, maybe, but. Yeah, he deserved it. He had 2,000 total yards. I mean, you can't really go was, against that. And he had like 21 total touchdowns. So, yeah, it wasn't really against enough. that for Christian if, McCaffrey. If you have a quarterback winning the MVP, you can't give the offensive player of the year to anybody but 
the best running back or wide receiver in the league, and McCaffrey was that by a long shot. If if Tyreek didn't get hurt, I think that he would be he would be holding this award, not McCaffrey. But uh, that's fair. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just because he yeah. was on pace to I mean, crush the receiving record, he was on pace to crush well, freaking Megatron's receiving yeah, yards record. It was, but I think that's I think that's more of like a. Than an injury thing. Staying on pace, averaging like 130 yards a game. Not happening. Anyways, this one... Not happening. No, it's this, never happening. No, this one is the one the voters... I think there was a snub here for Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Garrett wins uh, with 165 We're points. skipping Coach of the Year. No, we're going to get there. We're going to the get Coach there. of the Year and comeback? No, we're going to get there. It's, it's, it's last like, on my list. All right. It's last on my list. Defensive player of the year here, Miles Garrett, uh, with 165 points, 23 first place votes, 13 second place votes, 11 third place votes. TJ Watt got snubbed. To Miles Garrett, all, all respect to Miles Garrett, but I mean, TJ had 19 sacks, and what else? Like, he can't break the record every year, and that's literally what they have to do to give him the award. Um,. Obviously, he knew like that when they told him, they were like, "All right, whatever." But didn't show up, and honestly, it makes sense. But yeah, like there's nothing, there's nothing more T.J. Watt can do except break the record, and he already did that once, basically. So, I, it, it was T.J. Watt in my opinion, yeah, and he too. fucking missed time, and he missed time and had 19 sacks. Like that's the ridiculous part. He did not play the whole season, uh, every every game fully, and still got 19 sacks. So I don't know. I TJ Watt, in my opinion, was the clear cut winner. Um, but I mean, Miles Garrett obviously is dominant as well. Um, but yeah, I in my opinion, it should have been TJ Watt, and I'm sure a lot of other people agree with me. He is the first. Uh, Miles Garrett's the first defensive player of the year uh, in. Cleveland Browns history um, to win the defensive player of the year. But yeah, I think I agree. TJ Watt got snubbed here. And he wasn't even there. He didn't even go to the ceremony. No. he. I mean, why would he go when he knows he's not going to win it, right? Uh, offensive rookie of the year here, we got CJ Stroud um, with 48 first place votes. Second, uh, Two second yeah, place I votes. I get this. It wasn't, Saying this for forever, it's it wasn't close. It was it was it was CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua, and nobody else had any fucking votes in first or second place. Bijan, so three two record breaking guys. Um, that's like Bijan could have won it, but his coach benched him. And, well, I don't know if it was... I'm not going to blame Arthur Smith, because Arthur Smith's a dog. But, yeah. He did deserve it. Um, he broke records. He flipped his team around. But this is why the coach of the year, when we get to it, should have been a Texan, too. But, you know. Well, we got another Texan here. Yeah. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson Jr., defensive end, was named the 2023 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he becomes the third Texan to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, joining Brian Cushing and D'Amico Ryans himself. 
So, D'Amico Ryan's has has won <laughs> an award here at the fucking award ceremony. It just wasn't the one that everyone wanted him to win. But Will Anderson Jr. sixteen first place votes, twenty one second place votes, and eight third place votes. Uh, Jalen Carter. Close second with 14 first-place votes, as well as Kobe Turner with another 14 first-place votes. Uh, Ridiculous. Ridiculous that Devin Witherspoon wasn't here. Devin Witherspoon was snubbed a little bit. He was my pick to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. A little bit? Like, like, what? A little bit? Okay, not really a little bit. He wasn't even top three. Like, oh my god. You picked. I'm sorry, but... I yes I I I'm okay with that, but Kobe Turner being in like second Kobe place. Kobe Turner, come on, Dylan Carter. I close. get a little bit. Kevin Witherspoon, was, and I get you can't have two corners when back to back. But like last year, I thought Reek Willen was robbed. This year, Devin Witherspoon. I mean, if Devin Witherspoon played the whole whole, whole year, he should have won. That was my argument against Devin Witherspoon. Right. And I said, you know what? Will Anderson should win because Devin Witherspoon missed time. But Devin Witherspoon should be top three. Should be the runner-up. Yeah. I thought it, I thought, Carter and Kobe Turner, I don't I thought, I thought it should be Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter, and Devin Witherspoon top three. That was Those were my top three picks. I, I picked I Devin Witherspoon to win the award. but It's just dumb. Or maybe just I picked Jalen Carter. I don't, I don't remember. But. A, lot of, a lot of defensive mistakes here for the awards, in my opinion. But whatever. They don't. They don't like to give Seattle players awards. That's really just the reality of it. Now let's look at comeback player of the year. Browns QB Joe Flacco wins um, as Demar Hamlin received eight more first place votes, but didn't uh, didn't get many other votes besides that. Uh, so Joe Flacco wins with twenty second second place votes, thirteen first place votes, and eight third place votes. Demar Hamlin had twenty one first place votes, seven second place votes, and fourteen third place votes. Um, you know, coming back from a heart attack, everyone thought that this was going to be his award, but he only played 17 defensive snaps. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the argument. Like, do you give it, like, to the player that actually came back and played the best, or do you give it to the player that came back from the worst? That was the, that was the argument the whole the whole year, and that was my argument. I said, if you're going to go with the player that played the best, from playing his worst or not playing, then it's Joe Flacco. But if you're going to play with it from who came back from the most, you have to give it to DeMar Hamlin. And that's what they did. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with it. See, I thought Baker Mayfield should be up in this conversation considering he played so consistent throughout the whole year. Joe Flacco came in in, what, week 12? And DeMar Hamlin. But that's what makes him coming back even more impressive. If Joe Plack, if Joe Flacco played the whole year, right, not yeah. be getting this award. Fact, Joe he was on the couch by and by week twelve, he suited up and balled out for the rest of the season, led him to playoffs. He was straight off the couch. <laughs> straight off the couch. So that's well, that's the argument. Let's talk about this other snub here at Coach of the Year. Kevin Stefanski, oh Browns head coach, was named 2023 NFL Coach this of the Year. Ridiculous. This is his second Coach of the Year award, making him the 13th coach in NFL history to win the award multiple ridiculous. times. 
It was actually a t- it was actually a tie in points Ridiculous. because they D'Amico Ryan's and Kevin Stefanski both had 165 points, but Kevin Stefanski had one more first place vote that D'Amico Ryan's um giving the award to Kevin Stefanski here and Stupid. I was surprised I, I was stupid. very I was very surprised in Dan Campbell's votes as he really didn't get much I would rather Dan Campbell win it over Stefanski. Yeah. Like, like this is so dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stefanski lost his star running back. Yeah, he lost his quarterback. But, like, it's not like he was playing with scrubs. Like, they had good guys. Jerome Ford is a good running back. You have one of the best O-lines. Obviously, a quarterback isn't going to do awful. So dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, whatever, bro. But, like, D'Amico Ryan should have won this award. And if D'Amico Ryan doesn't win this award, Dan Campbell should have won this award. Honestly. Like, it's stupid. See, I, t- I knew like, that Kevin Spansky was going to win this award. I called it when we did the predictions. But it's stupid. Like, he shouldn't have. Like, there's no, like, reason to, for him to win over D'Amico Ryan. There's no reason. Like... It's actually stupid. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but like, it's stupid. It's stupid. You, you, you take a rookie coach. He turns your team who had a top three pick, makes it a playoff team that made it to the divisional round with rookies. There's no star on that team before D'Amico Ryan's. No one. It was it was like, one. I'm sorry, but like one. Like there was no one. One vote. There was n- from Lamar being a unanimous MVP. That's kind of crazy. I just I was just reading about. Why it. are we talking about Lamar Jackson? <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's got robbed here. Like. <laughs> This is stupid. I agree. This I is agree. so dumb. You like before this year, the Texans were bottom of the barrel, literally doomed for eternity. They had zero wide receiver one. They had zero people that could run the ball. Davis and, Mills, and the D'Amico QB. Lions. D'Amico Lions took a rookie quarterback, made him, made him. Amazing, top 10, basically. Top 10 QB in the league. To, top 10 QB in the league. One offensive player of the year. Or rookie, offensive rookie of the year. And and he took Nico Collins, who was a scrub last year. Made him into a like, wide receiver one bona fide. Took Tank Dell, who was an undersized wide receiver. Made him amazing. Took Dalton Schultz, injured all year. And had Brevin Jordan, even when Dalton Schultz wasn't playing, had Brevin Jordan get involved. He had Devin, he took he Devin, made Singletary, Devin Singletary, who was shunned, yeah. shunned from the Bills, who have a good O-line, and made him run good. He had Will Anderson Jr. have a rookie of the year. Like, oh my god, this is so stupid. Because you're telling me that... that All his other players is doing this? You're telling me Stefanski's doing this with the Houston Texans? Absolutely not, he's not. I I I called it. Stupid. D'Amico was my pick. D'Amico Ryan should have won this. 
Um, Cameron Hare, uh, def- uh, Steelers defensive tackle Cameron Hareward wins 2023 Walter Payton Man of the Year. This is just you know him being uh, active in the Pittsburgh community, um, just being an overall good, good, a good Love guy. Um, and then assistant coach of the year. This is another snub here. <laughs> we picked. We both picked Ben Johnson uh. to be our our uh, assistant coach of the year, but Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator of the Browns, wins with 160. This I don't hate this as much as I hate Stefanski Lang. Because but Jim like, Schwartz carried like, uh, Stefanski. No, it's just like hey, Mike McDonald, your future head coach had, had more points. He did with that defensive team. Like Mike like, McDonald you have came Amari second. Cooper and Miles Garrett. Anyways, Jim Schwartz was named assistant coach of the year. Uh, FedEx and FedEx and ground players of the year. QB uh, Niners QB Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, uh, running back. Why are we talking about this? We're both. Who gives a fuck about FedEx? What about the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award? Do you want to talk about that? That we can talk about that because that actually has to do with the game. Fuck FedEx. (laughs) You mean Bobby Wagner? Like. Bobby Wagner wins uh, our Rooney Sportsmanship Award after his 12th NFL season. Deserved. <laughs> Deserved. Yes. Nothing uh, else left to see. Deserved. C- celebration of the year. Tommy DeVito wins celebration of the year for his Italian-inspired <laughs> celebrations. God, fucking. Why are... This is ridiculous that we were talking about celebration of the year. Moment of the year, C.D. Lamb's 91-yard reception from Dak Prescott from the Cowboys' Week 17 win over the Lions was named Moment of the Year. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> moment of the year is Devin Witherspoon getting a 96-yard pick six in his like, first week as an NFL player. <laughs> and he doesn't win offense, uh, defensive rookie of the year. No, you know what moment of the year is? Damar Hamlin laughing at his teammate being carted off in an ambulance. <laughs> That should have been moment of the year. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, let's lie, let's let's jump into the Super Bowl. We're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time on the Super Bowl here. So, um, obviously, Are we? well, is we there, have to. Is there anything to say? I won lots of money. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to in overtime. Only the second Super Bowl to go to overtime since Tom Brady's 28 or 25-score comeback in 20... What was that? 2018? 2017? When the, when the Pats came back and beat the, the Falcons. Um, and uh, Kyle Shanahan was a part of that loss, too, as he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> So that's tough shit. Oh, for, what uh, a fucking choker. Um, so not a bad game, nonetheless, from either squad here. Obviously, being it being a close game wasn't really a blowout. Um, Brock Purdy had 255 yards, a touchdown, zero picks, 20, uh, 23 for 38. Not what a, a fucking fraud. Game. Look, the fact that the... They he couldn't find that the Chiefs defense did such a good job of containing George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Ayuk. This, this guy, he was he was he was just feeding off to Jawan Jennings every fucking pass. Like 
Boom. Juwan no, Jennings. he wasn't. Jawan Jennings is literally carrying that team. They, the 49ers didn't even have faith in Brock Purdy to throw the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. So they had their third string wide receiver. Receiver throw it. Jawan Jennings had a good ass game, bro. I don't know what you're saying. Purdy. Jawan Jennings, Jawan Jennings would have won MVP. Yeah, probably would have. But, you know. But the fact that Debo only had eight yards, Elijah Mitchell, eight yards, Kyle Juszczyk, eight, uh, two yards, fucking Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk had a decent game, 49 yards for three rece- and three receptions. But the, the Chiefs defense, They didn't do fuck all. Yeah, all they, they did was dump off the ball and then go for 20 yards. They, this is the problem, Brock Purdy. I was trying to defend you going into the each playoff game against this guy, and then you, all you do is like, oh my god! Now you're oh, ripping. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want the 49ers to win, but I didn't want Brock Purdy to shit the fucking bed and have dump off Central look, look, over look, here. Look, 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 look. Brock Purdy didn't really, he didn't shit the bed as bad as he did against the fucking the Ravens in the regular season, bro. He could have threw five picks. He did. Yeah, that was regular season. That was regular, and it's the Ravens defense. Okay, like. McCaffrey had more receiving yards than the lie. than the entire receiving core. <laughs> Just saying. McCaffrey literally had half of the yards of the entire team. More than half of them. So this is yeah. ridiculous that this is even a discussion. He had eight eight receptions for eighty yards and a touchdown. And credit credit to the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense was one of the best defenses I've seen since you know the Legion of Boom. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but bro, come know. on that that Bucks defense in Super Bowl freaking in Super Bowl Fifty Five was kind of crazy, bro. The, uh, yeah, yes, but like I think this Chiefs defense just because look at the offenses they had to face compared to the Bucks. The Bucks had to beat who? The Rams. Ooh, like. The Eagles, whoa! Nonetheless, uh, the Chiefs. Let's move to the Chiefs side. You know, we talked about this game before, but we talked about you know before this game that the use of veterans was going to be really key, a key yeah. factor in the Chiefs. I, I said Travis Kelsey was going to be the guy that needs to help them win, and and not even not even just Travis Kelsey, McCall Hardman catching the the game winning touchdown. You said McCall Hardman? I said Valdez Scantling, he got a touchdown. I don't yeah, know if I, said I was McCall talking Hardman. about Hardman. I, I um, talked about McCall Hardman a little bit. I, yeah, I said this before before the game, how this was gonna literally gonna be the experience that's gonna help them win. They're gonna go go to guys like Travis Kelsey. They're gonna go to guys like Scantling, who yes, he's been there before. They're gonna go, you know, they're gonna lean on guys like that, and they did. Yeah. When what, now they may not be leading the Sashi, obviously Kelsey was, but when when they needed a play, they got it to the guys that have experience, and that's what they wanted. Even like guys like Justin Watson, no Noah Gray had impacts on these games. Fuck, Jerry McKinnon had two receptions. Like these. They're really feeding it to their veterans, even though they've had some veterans have had, you know, rough, rough stretches this regular season. You know, Rashi Rice uh, having tough struggles and and uh, he's not a veteran. And, um, no, but I know he's not a veteran, but he even even him being a rookie fucking 
showed up. Uh, MVS showing yeah, up. Yeah, no, he this did game. Good. Six receptions. This was it was an, a very good all round win for the Chiefs. Yeah, and prayers out to the to the to the people that were hurt in that in the parade. Yeah, I can't shooting. believe someone would even think of doing that. That's fucking ridiculous. Prayers out to them. That shouldn't ha- have to happen to anybody. I mean, having to having they they literally had a red snow day so that kids could go and watch the parade, and everyone that was hurt was like in between the ages of six and fifteen. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like prayers out to them because that's yeah. that's actually stupid and ridiculous. Like, yeah, why would go? It's sport? never that serious. Why would you go? It's bigger than sport. Never that serious. Yeah, why would you go to a parade and just go shoot kids for like no fuck like that's sick and yeah luckily they were caught but yeah before still. more people got hurt or killed like yeah but shout out you know there's been there's videos of you know a lot of good Samaritans just going out and tackling these fucking shooters yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> risking their life but shout out to those people shout out to uh, shout out to them for sure yeah but. Uh, Back to the game here. So, I want to talk about this. This, you know, going into overtime, not going into overtime when you know you the fact that the Niners weren't <laughs> prepared for the new overtime rules is oh, it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, it's like you in the biggest game of your life, and you don't even know the Super Bowl fucking overtime rules for one, Ridiculous. for two, and why would you say that? You have all the ability to lie. Just say, yeah, man, we feel confident in our ability to touch down and defend them. And, you know, have that advantage. But Kyle Juszczyk Why says... Why would you lie? Yeah. You're veteran. Goes out and, and tells the truth, full honest truth. I didn't know what I was doing. Do you know how stupid you look? Do you know how not only stupid you look, you know how bad that looks on your coaches and your team as a whole? Like, this is stuff you practice before the regular season. The fact that you didn't practice it knowing you had a whole extra week of preparation before the Super Bowl to not even talk about it once? Unacceptable and stupid. And you deserve to lose because of that. And half your players go out and say they didn't know instead of shutting their trap, keeping it in the locker room. They go out and they make it. They, They find a scapegoat. You know, it's 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 yeah, it's excuses. It's, it's excuses. excuses. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's and, it, going, and it's, it's not even a good out. excuse because it's it's uh, it just makes you worse. They like, go out. Whatever. They they go out and they choose to receive the ball first <laughs> against the greatest quarterback in this fucking generation. <laughs> What are you? First of all, that's that's probably the one of the worst calls I've uh, almost ever fucking seen. Like they had these. Not even like, that. Not even that. Not even on. Not even looking at it from a defensive perspective. From an offensive perspective, this is a low ass scoring game, and you decide to receive the ball. No. Why? Did thing is, did they receive the ball knowing that they were going to get the ball back, or th- that the Chiefs were going to get the ball back? Because in yes. Juszczyk's, in Juszczyk's interview, he goes and says, we picked to receive the ball because we thought we could just go down and score a touchdown and win the game. Like, not knowing of the fucking rules. 
Hey, but the referee explains the rules to them. They should listen. Like, yes, I know going out there, you usually have your mindset on what you're going to do. But you know what this reminds me of? When Jair Alexander said, yo, we want to we wanna kick it. Well, do you want to defer? Yeah, kick it. Defer. No, yeah. no, he says we want our defense out there. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we want our defense out there. So you want to defer? Yeah, like, on our defense. Okay. Like, that, that's what it reminds me of. You go out there, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and you don't listen to what you're saying, so you fuck yourselves over. Luckily, Jair Alexander, the ref for Jair Alexander said, like, you, you, you want your defense, you want to defer. Yeah. But if you just said, okay, y'all would have been fucked. You would have been kicking twice. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid. That's what it reminds me of. And it's unacceptable. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's rough. And now you have... And it's not like this is a regular season game where, you know, you make the mistake and you come back next week. Like, this is the biggest game of your fucking life. And you don't even choose (laughs) the right call. It's not like it's a Super Bowl where you have all your guys under contract. Brock Purdy is about to come up on a, on a uh, free agent year. He's going to want to get paid. Ayuk clearly does not want to play for the 49ers because he has been expressing his fucking frustration all year long. You have so many guys that are free agents or frustrated. And yes, they have a whole offseason to cool off. But you could you lose Ayuk, you're done. You not only you lose Ayuk, you're in a division with the Rams, who are an amazing team, the Seahawks, who are an amazing team, and the Cardinals, who have the draft capital to go and get whoever the fuck they want. You're, I'm sorry, you're dumb. No then, rules or get bit by them. So they, they choose to receive the ball, which is already a stupid move, and then they go and they drive pretty much into the red zone and decide to kick a field goal on fourth and three? Are you fucking serious? I'm, I'm sorry. You're, no, you have to, though. No, you're to but you, that field goal. You're going to give Patrick Mahomes the ball knowing, hoping to get a stop on the greatest fucking court. Like, no, you, you, that is a bad, in my opinion, that is a bad call. You go for it on fourth and three in the fucking red zone. You go for it. Mm. In the super, if it was a regular season game, you kick the field goal, you hopefully get a stop, and then you come out next week and you learn. But when it's the fucking Super Bowl and you have no other goddamn choice, you go for that freaking touchdown. And if you don't get the touchdown, you pray to God you get a stop because whether you get a stop in in uh, in the red zone for Patrick Mahomes, like it's you get a stop, you get a stop. And then if they kick the field goal, they kick the field goal. But the fact that you give him the ball, knowing he has to, giving him that drive that he has to go and score a touchdown, he's gonna go and do it. One of the best defenses, right? And it was a low-scoring defensive game for the Super Bowl. But their uh, defense didn't I, play I, good I agree all with game. You in that, I agree with you that after Patrick Mahomes marches down the field, doesn't get stopped. They just run out of time because they still had two more downs. They probably would have got that touchdown if there was more time, right? But they said, no, we'll kick the field goal. They didn't get stopped. There was no stoppage from the side on that last play of regular like regular time, right? So 
I understand from that point, but I also understand from the 49ers point that, okay, we have Fred Warner, we have Nick Bosa, we have Logan Ryan, we have Armstead, we have Hargrave, we have Traverius Ward, we have Javon Kinlaw, right? A big thing. But the I thing- agree with you on the fact that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just marched down the field, didn't get stopped at all, you didn't stop them once. No, and, and that's... then they decide to kick the field goal, and then you're like, okay. And that I, was... I understand from their point that they're they have faith in their defense, especially how they perform performing all game. I mean, Brown got an interception. Um, yeah, I I agree with you on some part of that. Yes, the problem is, is if there was any other quarterback on that other side. I would 100% be like, okay, you can kick that field goal and stop. But when it's Patrick Mahomes, who you know has done this time and time again, has done it in the Super Bowl, done it in the AFC Championship, done it in five straight years, you do not give him that ball back unless you have seven points up on the board. Well, that's what even they were, the Chiefs were even saying like, okay, well, we, if they if they scored a touchdown, we're just gonna go for two. We're just gonna score a touchdown and then go for two. So, like realistically, there was no stopping the Chiefs there, right? I think they were gonna win either way. As soon as the Forty Nine ers decided to let the Chiefs, um, or as soon as they started, they wanted to start with the ball because counting on a third possession against the Chiefs. You're not. It's not going to happen. So they as as soon as they decided they wanted to start with the ball, they lost right there. Knowledge of knowledge to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is the dumbest thing ever. You give them the advantage of knowing what they need to do. Stupidest thing ever. Even Chris that Jones. Is, knowledge is everything in the Super Bowl. So if you, if you let someone that's been there like six times. Know what they have to do, they're gonna go and do that. Even, other times or three other times, like I don't like after don't after the game process of kick after of the game. Chris Jones even says we have like he's like we've been practicing this since the beginning of the season. You know these new overtime rules. We knew about it. We were ready for it. And then you got Uschek going out and saying we didn't even know like what the f- we wanted to receive. Like what? Like on one hand, on one hand, the Chiefs, like the Chiefs deserve this because they were ready for it. They had the, like you said, they had the knowledge of these new overtime rules. They had the strategy, and the Forty ers are going on a whim, going into overtime. Like you're not even prepared. As soon yeah. as they weren't prepared for overtime, they lost that game. And I know that I'm ripping them for for kicking the field goal, but like the fact that they weren't even prepared is they they didn't deserve to win that Super Bowl. So. Um, shout out to the Chiefs and, you know, Big Red getting another Super Bowl under his belt. And I want to talk about, you know, freaking Travis Kelsey going, being way out of line, screaming in Andy Reid's face. Oh, my God. That is, like, that is out of line. Like, and I get it. I mean, it looks bad got... to us, but clearly they're fine. So, well, I, yeah, but still. I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on it because it worked. Like it, yeah. Now, if he does that, if he does that, and then it causes a rift, and they're like, okay, well, 
Then yeah. it looks bad. But they went out there, and I get the frustration. Like, I'm, I'm literally the best player on this team. I'm the best receiver on this team. And we've had struggles all year with receiving. Not going to have the best receiving guy out there when it matters? Well, the problem I get that the, frustration. The, con- the context behind the situation was he, Andy Reid put Noah Gray out instead of Kelsey, took him off for a blocking play. And Kelsey was pissed. But that could have been audible. We don't like. We don't know that though. That's true. Like, could have been an audible, but like I like, like that was. It could have been it, like we don't really know what that call was, right? And I understand, like Kelsey, you wanna you want your best players to play every snap of the Super Bowl, right? That's common sense. But so, even Andy Reid made a lot of bold moves. Even even late in the game, you know, um, the 49ers had the ball when before they scored their last touchdown. Um, before McCaffrey scored his last touchdown, they he took Chris Jones out of the game. He Chris Jones was not on the field during that touchdown. He took him out, and then McCaffrey went and ran in for a touchdown. You know, it wasn't like yeah, he, he I mean, wasn't like Kelsey was getting the shaft in that play. Chris Jones got like the, your best defensive player got taken out on, and then McCaffrey goes and scores a touchdown yeah. on the same play. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't blame Kelsey for doing that. Obviously, it worked out, um, and they won. I don't blame um, him the, for doing that, but I like uh, you don't grab yeah. your coach. He grabbed, I just think he it was, grabbed Reed. You don't go and grab him like that. You I mean, yell at him. You I, scream I don't at him. You make him gra- own, He but. bumped him, right? He bumped him, and then he noticed, oh, shoot, like he, he's about to fall over, and then grabbed him in. But, like, yeah. I mean, it's just like heat of the moment. You're about to repeat, and then you're get, taking your best receiver out of the game. I understand it. I understand it from that from both sides. Um, obviously, he didn't have a problem with it. Um, it worked out in the end. Didn't have a problem with it. No one else should, and that's the reality of it. Like, I'm sorry, but we shouldn't be choosing other people's fights. Andy Reid was fine with it. He went over to him. They had the the talk, and that's it. I'm not going to be mad for Andy Reid because Andy Reid's not mad. That makes no sense. No one else would be either. So what's next here for the 49ers? What what do they do to improve? What do they Try do? your best to re-sign Ayuk. That's really it. He's a res- he's restricted Re- though, isn't he? He's, uh, a, he's a restricted well, free agent. I think so, but if you have a guy demanding to be released, they're not going to restrict them. Like, you know, you'd much rather go out and get a guy like Calvin Ridley or T. Higgins that want to play for you than Ayuk, who fucking hates playing for you. You know what I mean? Now, the Chiefs have but the opportunity to... You have to try and sign, try your best to get everyone sign. back and have them happy and learn the rules. Now, the Chiefs have the opportunity to three-peat here. Um, that's, that's you know, that's Big B, the, the last team. Uh, he's the la- they're the last back-to-back champion since the New, New England Patriots in 2005. So, uh, yeah. 
it's uh, not much to say. I mean, yeah, they like, they know what to do. They know what they're doing. Now, I want to talk about a little bit um, Dre Greenlaw's injury. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I did. <laughs> it's monster. It's 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 the big argument, and it brings up more of the arguments about turf versus grass. Would these injuries happen on grass? I think that happens on grass either way. I don't. It was I just don't. A I don't think it. I don't think it happens. Um, because, like, I mean, the science has been proven that you know if you if you push into the turf, like it's if if you know physics. Okay, like, but I know I'm gonna okay, be a little yes, bit of a but, nerd but, here, but, but that is a nor- he jumped. Like that's it. That's he jumped and then ran, and it just that's gonna happen. That that's so freak. That's such a freak accident. That that's gonna happen anywhere. Like I think, you know, the third law of of, of motion tells you that I each 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 uh, like force has an att- retracting force. So obviously, Dre Greenlaw is stepping on the turf. It has no the turf has no give. So it's just gonna push back into his uh, into his leg, and then obviously causing the Achilles rupture. Um, but I think grass has a little bit more give. If he's going to jump on the field like that, the grass is going to sink in. It's going to give into his feet and it's not going to have as much of a retracting, uh, force onto his body. And I, I think that's, that's the argument with a lot of Achilles injuries, you know, um, Jeff, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Akers, JK Dobbins, all these people who've torn Achilles this year, Kirk Cousins. They're all they're not non-contact, and that's the scary part. Is the NFL's like injuries are, keep happening more and more. These Achilles injuries, these ACL injuries, keep happening more and more and more, and they keep denying the fact that it has to do with turf. And I think that's them being blind to player safety is really ignorant and stupid. Like. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help. I just think that was so fluke that it could have happened anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, but, I could, I think it could have, it could happen to anybody. Like, really, it's not really depending on how muscular we are. Like a forty-year-old Aaron Rodgers, or you know, a young guy like Dre Greenlaw. It's you know, like Dre Greenlaw is twenty-six years old, and he goes and tears his Achilles running out on the field and then you even like Patrick yeah. Mahomes is hot mic did you even hear him he's like yo what the heck non-contact what the heck and then like and then George Kittle goes and goes did he really tear his Achilles and then, and then uh, they're like yeah and he's like that's depressing <laughs> like yeah, all like, the players know that this it's is tough. and who knows what would happen if Dre Greenlaw is there because he's a really good player but I don't know wild it's tough it's unfortunate but I mean it was just such a fluke, a freak accident. Warming up, he's jumping, getting excited for the for the game, and then he just goes to run, boom, and yeah. As soon as they showed the video, like it's getting it's getting to the point in the NFL where they show the video and you see the calf like do that little yeah. bubble type of movement, and you know it's like this his Achilles is shot. And it's just like his Achilles is shot. Like the Aaron Rodgers video, the Kirk Cousins video, the J.K. Dobbins yeah. video. Now this one. Never just... never in my life, right, before before playing football, never in my life did I think I'm going to know what an Achilles injury looks like by the sight of it. 
Never yeah. in my life did I think that was the case. I I, I never in my life before playing football or watching football did I think that I'm gonna be able to see an injury like that and be like, oh yeah, I know what that is. That happens. Yeah. Like we're not and, even now. It's getting to the point where non doctors can be like, that's an Achilles tear. And I yeah. ever since ever since the um the Kevin Durant injury against the against the Raptors. Ever since that injury. It was like I knew. You you could see Kevin right. Durant's cap. And, but like, like even 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 in like even then you didn't really know immediately. Oh, that was no, that was an Achilles. But like I feel like this year was really when it started. Like even before, like it never really happened as common as it did this year. And which is weird because it's not like now I don't know if they changed the turf at all, but I don't think they changed the turf that drastically to where it should be happening this much more um but i think it's more of a problem with the explosiveness of the players and the turf mix because obviously players are getting more explosive there's you know they they have less give with the turf and that creates an explosive achilles but um yeah i mean this year was really big for them hopefully next year it's not as bad because no one wants to see that there's too many too way too many Season-ending injuries this year. Way too many. And, uh, yeah. But every every single injury, Achilles injury this year happened on turf. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. Actually, Allegiant, no. Sta- Allegiant Stadium's grass. That's, sorry. That's that's a lie. That is, uh, the injury, Dre Greenlaw's injury happened on grass. My mistake, sorry. A lot of them have pure fluke. So pure fluke. That's what I'm saying. Even what I I thought that was on turf, but even on grass, it was so fluke that it would happen anywhere. Yeah, but a lot so of people. So that are... even it proves the point even more. But yes, that does it. Does, I mean, it brings up the conversation. But it, if anything, it helps the turf monster. It helps yeah. their argument, which is unfortunate, but because now they're going to say, well, look at this is grass, perfectly well treated. No one complained about it. And he still popped his Achilles. It's yeah. Yes, it's possible everywhere. It is. It is more likely on turf. Yes, but it is possible everywhere. So you can't use that to dispute the argument. And an an Achilles injury is so, so, like, the recovery is so hard to come back from, like... Yeah, well, now it's, it looks like it's becoming a lot easier, which is good, but, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's an improvement, but, like, like, there's players, an Achilles injury, even at any point throughout the year, Aaron Rodgers' first week, he was done for the whole year. Uh, and then he was ready to be back at week 15 like yeah but he sat out because he wasn't ready or i mean no yeah told him to sat out but either way the recovery is so so long like but fucking terrell owens breaks his leg and then comes out (laughs) and plays like a monster in the super bowl like yeah it's 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 wild or even like even the debo like debo looked like he fucking tore his achilles or whatever and then he just Came back, next play. Ready to go. You know, nothing happened. Re- ready to go. So I was, I was like, what the hell? 
Well, obviously it wasn't. Maybe it was just a really bad calf cramp. But it looked. I was oh, like, was that looked like oh, a knee, like he that doesn't look good. knee or something. It was like that doesn't look good. That might be really bad. ACL or whatever. And then he comes back. Next play, fine. Now it, he probably did injure something, but they just stuck him with some drugs and wrapped it up real good. George Kittle had a shoulder injury. Came back. You know, George Kittle was really nowhere to be found in this game. Like in them really well. He was yeah the the Chiefs defense like he literally had two receptions for four yards. That's it. Yeah. Maybe you know he's also a very good blocker, so he was you know obviously had an impact on the blocking side of things, but still, nevertheless, George Kittle nowhere to be found on the receiving end of things. Really, it was really Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey that. Played this game. Not even Brandon Ayuk. It was like the dump off city. Yeah, it was dump off city. Check down city. Yeah. Like, and it didn't work. It really did not work. It worked uh, for the style of game, the rough, slow, gritty game they were trying to play, but it doesn't work when you don't know the overtime rules. But yeah, that's now, basically it. Now the Chiefs really are a dynasty. They yeah, are for sure. Probably they could be the best dynasty since the Patriots. They could be a better dynasty than the Patriots. You know, it's all up to uh, I hope not. No, nah, they're losing next year to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Way too early Super Bowl predictions. Let's transition. Way too early Super Bowl predictions. Last topic. Yeah, all right. You want me to do my Super Bowl predictions for next year? Yeah, what's your way too early Super Bowl predictions for next year? My way too early Super Bowl predictions for next year are the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. Okay. If if, if this comes to an AFC Championship too? Yeah, well, I'll do AFC and NFC side. So the... AFC Championship is Baltimore and Cincinnati. Okay. And and the NFC Championship is... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What about you? You you do your AFC side. My AFC side is the... AFC next year could be. Okay, I'll do my NFC side. So my NFC side is going to be the Lions play the the Lions. You might like this actually. Well, I know who the team is then. The Lions play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Because who? Okay, and who wins? Who's the NFC Championship this year? Lions and Niners. Lions and 49ers. Yeah, I don't. If the Lions, if the Niners can't sign uh, IU, then give me Lions and Lions and Cowboys. And Lions beat the Cowboys. Lions and Cowboys. Do you think Cowboys do it? I think Cowboys do it. Lions beat the Cowboys. Lions beat Cowboys. You think Lions? Lions oh my God! Lions, Lions Super Bowl is ridiculous. Lions, Bengals Super Bowl, baby. Wow, Lions Bengals Super Bowl. I hate it. And guess um, who my who? Guess who wins? Battle of the Big Cats. Joe Burrow gets his Super Bowl MVP, baby. 
Well, the thing is, if they can't if they can't resign, so you think so so you think Joe Burrow's a comeback player of the year? Hell yeah, I think he's MVP. T Higgins. Without T Higgins, but they go and sign Calvin Ridley, so it's okay. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Um. Wait, Budgie, way too early. Way too early Super Bowl predictions. I'm going to go with... The AFC is so stacked and the NFC is so, like, not that It is. It is really really stacked. The Jets versus the Chiefs. No. No. Jets-Texans. Ooh. Like, Jets versus Texans. Two young teams. Yep. Well, I don't know how young the Jets are going to be next year, but the Jets versus Texans. And in my NFC, so the, I don't know. I'm going to go, no, you know what? I'm going to go Seahawks, the Eagles. Seahawks, baby. Eagles? And the Seahawks are going to take it. Eagles without Jason Kelsey. That's bold. This is assuming they don't ban the tush push and shit. <laughs> yeah, if they ban the tush push, that's kind of crazy. Ban the tush push, it'll probably be like the 49ers or Nines or something. Well, I'll, I'll re-up my uh, thing when they when they ban the tush push. But right now, I'm going Eagles-Seahawks. Seahawks making the Super Bowl. I know this is super biased, but... Um, and I'm going to say the Jets make the Super Bowl. Jets, Seahawks, Super Bowl. Ooh, interesting. Who wins? Obviously, the Seahawks win. And it. Well, it's going to look real shitty if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs next year. If the Seahawks don't make the playoffs next year, I might become a fucking... Bam. This is going to become a jiggle. Um... <laughs> If, if the if the uh, if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs, really Lucas will become a gigolo. So I'm not but, making that bet. <laughs> anyways, that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Two Minute Warning. Not as long as we usually uh, do, but um, you know we're going in the off season, so we're gonna have to think of new things to talk about. Uh, we've started a Twitch uh, Twitch account, so Lucas is probably gonna be doing maining, mainly all the streaming on there. Maybe I'll do whatever I can. In whatever free time I've got, but um, we'll probably do some uh, dual streams. Yeah, we both got Madden twenty four, so we'll do some Madden shit. Madden, maybe some uh, f- fantasy drafts, some also some real life fantasy mock drafts. Yeah, but um, we've got, that, we've got that'll be on the Twitch as well. I think s- we're gonna start posting on YouTube. Yeah, depending got- on what uh, this guy says. We've got six months worth of fucking of off season to fucking of off season and fill our time even with. more than that realistically it's like seven right now yeah it's almost um but, so lots of content lots of you might get some random quizlet you might get some random oracle i don't know but anything we can fill the time stuff. with but that's gonna wrap up this episode so stuff. we'll uh we'll see y'all next week Peace.